Bokar Tov. In our parasha classes, we are, we are discussing how the Avot, Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, how their storyline seems to play out in Jewish history as well, where each of the Avot represent a certain part of Jewish history. This is a, an idea that's brought down by the Ramban, when he says the idea of Maaseh Avot Siman Labanim. He says that the things that occurred to the Avot will reoccur. Well, in Ramban's Perush, he's talking about more that they will reoccur to Bnei Israel when they, let's say, go to Egypt and things like that. But you could take it even further and see each of the Avot as representing further along in Jewish history. What occurred to the Jewish people way after the, the leaving of Egypt and the story in Egypt. And what's interesting is Yaakov has the longest story. Out of all of the Avot, Yaakov has the most psukim that speak about his life. And I have a feeling that there's a, there's a reason for that. And it's because we have so much to learn from Yaakov. As Jewish people, two-thirds of our history was spent in exile. And what's interesting is that Yaakov, the same way, also spent much of his life much of his life in exile, or in Lavan's house in exile. And for that reason, Yaakov speaks to the modern Jew. Yaakov speaks to people who know what it feels like to be in exile, to know what it feels like to not be home. And I want to take one lesson from, that we see from Yaakov, which is a very important lesson for us as Jewish people. And that's, if there's one word that you could describe Yaakov, that you could describe that Yaakov possesses this character trait, it's tenacity. It's the ability to work hard and fight no matter what his circumstances are. We see this in Lavan's house. Whenever Lavan tries to play around with his salary over and over and over again, Yaakov, he doesn't just say, oh, the, 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 the deck is stacked against me. There's no way I can do it. There's no way I can succeed. I might as well just, just not... No, Yaakov, he finds out a way, whatever his way was, we don't really know what he did with all the, with the sheep and how he was able to produce so many sheep that were to his favor, but he figured out a way to make do with his difficult circumstances. And that's something that we as Jewish people have had to do for a very, very long time in our history. Finding a way to succeed through difficulty, even when nothing seems to be going our way, or, or when the circumstances would not allow for us to succeed. And there's one more thing that I like, that I see it in Yaakov at the very, very end of the story, which I think is extremely important. When Yaakov runs away with Lavan's daughters or with Rachel, with his wives, Lavan then catches up to him and Lavan starts to, to complain about his behavior. And then Lavan also complains about the fact that he took a few of the, of the idols, that, that someone in your household took a few of my idols. And Yaakov said, no, nobody took idols. It happened to be that Rachel took the idols. But... but in Yaakov's mind, he was being challenged for no reason. And then what's interesting about the story is Lavan challenges him and challenges him. And then Yaakov, he gets very angry at Lavan. It's the first time we see that Yaakov is standing up for himself in a, with strength. And he says, what are you talking about? I've been working for you for, for 20 plus years. You've, you've played games with me the whole time. And I took all of the blame. I took all of the loss. I gave you all of the profits. And, and anytime anything went wrong, I took it out of my own, my own pay. And I've proven myself to be completely good and now you're complaining about my behavior? And what happens when Yaakov says that? Well, the second Yaakov says that, 
Laban says, okay, you know what, let's make a peace treaty. It's a very interesting switch because at the beginning of the story, Laban is, is a bit intense, he's a bit angry at Yaakov. But by the end, when Yaakov stands up for himself, Laban, he, he backs off and he says, okay, let's make a peace treaty. And I think the lesson is that if we want to deal with people who are against us, who are giving us trouble, the number one lesson we have to learn from Yaakov, and I think it's true in Jewish history, is that it's much better that we stand up for ourselves and fight than when we give in to their demands. You know why? Because if we give them an inch, they take a foot. If you give them, a, a, like, if you give them your hand, they'll take your whole arm. But the way that Yaakov did it was he stood up for himself and said, no, Laban, you're completely wrong. I'm good. If you want to make a peace treaty, you can make a peace treaty. I think that is one of the main lessons that we learned from Yaakov for Jewish history as well. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. 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 Amen.